0: Welcome to the 150K Podcast, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Have you ever had a dream of being successful, living a life you love? If so, this podcast is for you. From practical applications to tools to help you level up, I am going to open up my network of success so that you can achieve your life by design. So sit back, grab your pen, and get ready to level up. Welcome back to the 150k podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today I have with me Johnny. Can you tell me your last name, Johnny? Because I've tried it three <laughs> times
1: in the when we were talking before, and
0: I do not want to butcher it.
1: It's El Sasser. Awesome,
0: awesome. Yeah, we met at a good, my good friend George Bryant's event back, uh, I want to say in March, about, oh, yeah. well, in March, a couple months ago. Um, I've been following him for a little bit. He has his own podcast. He has a wild man experience. He does keynote speaking, a bunch of different stuff. But, Johnny, for my listeners that don't know much about you, give us a little bit of your background and kind of what you do now.
1: Yeah. So, uh, a little bit about where I was before was I was former Special Operations U.S. Army Ranger. Um, did that for four different combat tours, three in Iraq, one in Afghanistan. Then I went and did protection for another five years out of Baghdad, protecting the U.S. ambassador to Iraq for a private company, and really spent a lot of my younger formative years from basically 18 to 28 in and out of the Middle East, a war zone, um, obviously tracking down terrorists when I was in special operations and living that life of really being an alpha male. And, you know, as I uh, got out of that environment, I started to realize uh, really quickly that I had lost really my direction and sense of purpose. When you're in that environment, you have this really big purpose. You have this this flag that I have behind me standing over your head, really giving you the ability to wake up every morning and, and push and give that extra mile. But when I came home and left that life I realized holy crap I I don't have any of that anymore and uh, so I really went down like a dark path um, just started drinking way too much living for the weekend ended up with a divorce uh, really just found myself showing up as a man I didn't like and I didn't recognize in the mirror and I had to make a decision you know it's like wow I had a high level of standard on who I was I had a high level of confidence in who I was but I wasn't living up to that potential. So I had to make a decision. Like, did I want to keep going down this path and just be the average dude? Or did I want to make something different of myself? Did I want to impact the world? Did I want to help men? Did I want to change somebody's life? And so at the time I was, uh, kind of struggling out of my, my marriage and I got into bodybuilding and bodybuilding for me was a heaven, heaven's end, because I, I love working out. I've been doing it since I was 16 years old. And it was, it gave me a small win, it gave me something to really have a purpose and a goal for a little bit uh, while I was training to get up to the show and then to prepare for the show. And at the time, I was um, had a good friend who is now my gorgeous, amazing wife. And she was in the self-development space and she was also into bodybuilding. And so she and I were hanging out. She was helping me through the process and stuff. And she was like, hey, have you listened to this guy? Have you read this book. And I'm like, who are you crazy lady? Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like who, who's first off, who's to go in, the only people going to self-development stuff are weak-minded people. You know, that's what I actually thought, you know, mm-hmm. people were weak for going into self-development. And I was like, no, no, I'm not listening to this crap. So slowly I'd be sitting there like cooking dinner for her or something like that. When she'd come over and hang out, uh, and she would put on a podcast and it would just kind of be in the background and I'd hear it and I'd be like oh wow there's some good stuff in here but I couldn't tell her that you know so uh, I was sitting there and I'd be like yeah there's good stuff well then one day she threw a book at me and it was called Excuses Be Gone and, and that was written by a guy Dr. Wayne Dyer and Dr. Wayne Dyer the way he writes he's a very intelligent human being but the way he wrote was uh, he really just kind of was in your face because he didn't really care about you know Cut it. he didn't really care about being political. He was just like, here, man, this is what it is. This is what I'm calling you out on. This is how you can learn to be better. And so the book was uh, excuses be gone, which really hit me in the stomach. Cause I was making a lot of excuses. Cause I was thinking people were weak in self-development. And I was like, well, that was an excuse. That was me protecting my own insecurities on why I didn't want to go into my own shadows. So I started to think, well, Holy crap. If I'm sitting here and I'm hiding from all this stuff, what are my brothers doing out there? What are my brothers that haven't been in self-development? And then I think back to conversations. I think back to things my buddies would say, and they were happy to be in the Middle East and not with their families. They'd be, they couldn't wait to get back over there because they didn't have to be in the day-to-day life. And I was like, oh, crap. There's a lot of people struggling, mm-hmm. a lot of men struggling. And so I had talked to, talked to my wife, and, and she was like, you know, you, you really have a background a lot of men respect. You should probably leverage that and use that to help guys. And I was like, wow, you're right. So that was where the podcast was born. That's where the trajectory for men's development started to come in for me. And from there, I started to dive into... Really the research behind masculinity, the research behind the men's movement, um, started to dive into the psychological and sociological effects, and then started to really gain a lot of tools to help men. And so from there, I built the podcast, and now I do men's development coaching. I do uh, experiences. I help men optimize their life and get to higher levels of leadership and performance. And then I also do, like you said before, keynote speaking. I run online programs. Um, so it's, it's come full circle to be something that is my purpose now. And it gets me up every morning to see who I can show up for that day. How am I going to deliver a message to make an impact on somebody's life? And to me, that's really special because at the end of the day, if you can stop somebody from hanging a rope in their garage or putting a gun in their mouth, to be honest, like that, that's a huge win. Like if I can do that for one person, that's, that's a life worth living. So really that became my purpose. So that's me today, brother.
0: No, I love it. I love it. First, thank you for your service second having the right woman in your corner can be key i just when you said that i thought i've been married 21 years like that makes a lot of sense and third i was like you i grew up in the sales environment so the alpha male had to and it was a lot of projection of course act like you are the man whatever and i was like, i don't need self-development and then about five years ago i got into like actually looking into it some and all and Mm -hmm. i'm like crap i don't know anything this sucks so you you did mention something that i really love though you said that not love, but it's kind of like what men deal with. You said when you were over in Afghanistan, in Iraq, and you know, all you felt a sense of purpose. But when you were back home, and a lot of people you talk with, when they're back home in the regular day-to-day, they don't feel a sense of purpose. And I think a lot of men deal with that. Like, they feel like they almost need to have, like, you're on a special mission to have a purpose instead of just day-to-day life. How do you help men with that?
1: Well, it becomes, it becomes identifying like what actually makes them happy. So what happens a lot with men and what I've come across in my years of coaching is that with men, a lot of times we want to play the martyr. Now we're taught to sacrifice because the protector is masculinity, right? Like everybody believes the protector is the masculine role. And to some extent that is true, but you also have to believe that that's a masculine role. That also has to be part of your pedigree. But most men buy into the protectorism. And so when they do that, they end up saying that, okay, as a protector, my life is less than yours because I'm willing to sacrifice. That's the ultimate thing. And while that's beautiful, a beautiful sentiment, the chances are that that is probably 0.00001% of men that will actually ever have that encounter or have to do that. But men, the even though it's only 0.0001%, of men live like that's going to happen every day. And so what happens is they become the martyr for their lives. So you, oh, I put food on the table. That's good enough. And you're like a blue collar dude that freaking works as a mechanic. And I say this because that was my dad. Um, And you, you put food on the table, but you're an absentee father. You're an absentee husband well, how are you helping anybody? You're going to sit there and brag that you're a man and you're going to sit there and say, yeah, that's my life. Like it's hard and I'm supposed to be hard and it's supposed to be sacrifice, but you're not living to your fullest potential. You're not even living to any form of happiness. You just drink and and you do that. And so for guys, the biggest thing is to realize what makes you happy. You know, I have a good friend um, and you may know him as well. He's in the Austin area, Garen Jones. Mm-hmm. And Garen said something on my podcast one time that really stuck with me. And he said, what he talks about is, He tells people, think back to when you were a kid, before the world got to you, before bills, responsibilities, and jobs got to you. Think about to those times of innocence. And what was it that really made you happy before there was any expectation on you to do something that society expected? What was it that made you happy? And when guys really think about that and you ask them, then you say, well, how, when was the last time you did that? And majority of them, it hasn't been, it's been probably years, if ever, since they've done it, since they were a child. And you're like, bro, that was what your soul craved because your soul, your soul had no expectation. Your mind had no expectation. Your heart had no expectation. Your soul craves that. So get back to something that you enjoy to start building some form of happiness in, and some form of connection to yourself in your life. Like that's the start. Like, that's just the start. But that is what I say to guys when they tell me when when I look at guys who are very separated from their families, very separated from life, but they think that they're doing well, because the fact that they're quote unquote sacrificing the martyr, the martyr system is just simply an escapism. That's a way for you to, to defer responsibility. To me, the people that want to act like martyrs are the weakest because they're looking for the easy way out. Because then if you're a martyr, you have no expectations on you because you just do the bare minimum and the bare minimum to you is just paying the bills, right? Mm -hmm. But what about if you said, I want to pay the bills and I want to pay for uh, an investment property. Now we start getting somewhere. Or I wanna pay the bills and I wanna start a business that brings in another extra $100,000 a year. Now you're starting to get somewhere. Now you're starting to reach potential. Now you're starting to live in purpose. You're not living in sacrifice, you know? So that's really what I say for guys.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And, and I, like, I was looking back and I'm listening to you and I'm hearing my life in that, in a little bit. Cause like, you know, you start out and I grew up middle-class, blue collar worker, Midwest, you're supposed to get a job, work the same job, yada, yada and I just never was happy. I was doing the the martyr victim thing. And then I finally got to the point was, I just need to be happy and find purpose. And then, yeah, like just challenging yourself to do more than just the bare minimum, or wear the badge of being a martyr that that's good. So when you're doing that, and then you're starting to walk people through this and getting them past their whole martyrdom crap, what would be the next steps? You said step one was finding a purpose. And you know, that's kind of hard for guys sometimes, or maybe it's, Maybe we have a hard time getting open about it because, like for me, I was always trained when I was younger to put other people first, whether it was in church, my marriage, kids, life. So I was always to do trying to do all that stuff. And then I have listened to Gary's podcast, and I was like hearing him talk about what was fun as a kid. Well, I like to travel and I like to make people smile. So that's like kind of doing the best. But how do how do you get people to start to open up to that? Men, I mean, because I think a lot of times we're just like guarded or as Brian would say, we have our armor up and it's just because we're hiding because we're afraid to be real.
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Well, two things here. So first thing is don't go find purpose. You're not going to find purpose overnight. You need to to start with passion. And uh, there's a very distinct difference between passion and purpose. Passion can fade, purpose doesn't. Purpose is longevity, right? And your purpose can still change in life, but typically purpose is a large why that has a long process behind it. Passion is something that is immediate, can be something that's smaller, can be very Um, can be very achievable and very trackable and progressive in a small amount of time. So find a passion. That's the first thing. Don't go looking for purpose. Purpose is gonna come. It'll find you. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is guys go trying to look for purpose and they're in the wrong vibration. They're in the wrong energy in themselves. And so if you don't get into the right energy, if you're not in a headspace of loving who you are, of loving your life, of being in that vibration of abundance and happiness, if you're not in that, you're not going to find purpose because it's not going to go looking for you because you don't see the world that way. But if you grab some passion and then you allow that to elevate your energy, to elevate your spirit, then you can start to get some happiness and then move into a higher level of vibration And in that vibration. Now we can search for, for purpose. That's what I tell people is that's the, that's the second piece that it starts with is getting a passion and then allowing that to bring you to a state where you can actually receive purpose. And so then to the other part of your question is how do we get get guys to really start to open up into doing that? Well, you said something that was really important. You said that, you know, you... Um, that you you looked to make other people happy, right? And that that goes back to the sacrifice that goes back to the martyrdom. Like you look for what other people do or what uh, your effect on other people, which is that is okay if that is what makes you happy, but you have to remember, and this is the other piece to this to open up is you have to get selfish. Now, people think that there's a huge negative connotation around selfishness because that's the way that we've conditioned selfishness. But what I mean, when you get selfish is getting selfish about how you give back to yourself so you can give to everybody else. If you are only operating at a 50%, then guess what you're giving everybody else? You're giving them 50%. You ain't giving them 100% because you don't even have it. And so if you don't give back to yourself to bring your vibration, to bring your, your mindset, your heart and everything back up to 100%, you're actually doing a disservice to the people you say your life is for. So at the end of the day, you're actually contradicting, contradicting your entire mission, but you don't see it that way because you haven't even looked inside yet to see how hollow and empty that you really are. So that, that next step is to say, how do I give back to myself? Now, whether that is like, you know, I, and I'm not plugging this, I'm just saying, I'm using this as an example, but my men's events, right? Like, or any men's events, that's a way to give back to yourself. It's a, it's a, it's an environment where you get to bond and connect and have fun all at once and then really refill your cup, right? And then you go back to your life and then you can give the rest of your people in your life hundred percent. That'll get you there. You can do something like for me, it's getting outdoors. I love hiking. I love being outdoors. If I need a major reset, it's like get to the mountains, shut the phone off, get connected with nature and give yourself a couple days, like do something like that for you. Some guys it's getting out on the golf course. Now that can be dangerous because that is an escapism for a lot of people. But if you're doing it with good intentions to refill your cup, because it really makes you happy and brings you back to center. Then go and do that. Go play golf once a month or a couple times a month or something like that, or a few, maybe once a week, you know, if that's what you need to reset you to then come back and be a better father, to be a better husband, to be a better friend, colleague, brother, like if, or sister, right? Cause you have, you know, I'm, I'm going off my, my podcast, typically men, but you know, yeah, woman. Women too. So it's giving back to yourself in some way, shape or form, because that cup that's half empty and you can be like, well, Johnny, I see it as half full. Either way, it's only got half in it regardless. (laughs) You you ain't got 100%. So you got to fill it up at some point before you so you can give back to other people. So they have that 100% from you. That's the uh, that's the way you open up to everybody, because once you once you're just a hollow shell, there's no way you're going to be able to open up to. you don't have the energy. You know, so you have to be able to refill that that bucket for yourself and really prioritize yourself. So if anything you take anybody takes from this podcast right now, the one thing is get selfish, get selfish, set aside. And if you have a spouse like I am very clear with my wife and my wife is very clear with me and we communicate, hey, babe, I need a few hours today. I'm going to go do this. Cool. She's not going to blow up my phone. I'm not going to go blow up her phone if she does something. And we allow ourselves to have space because we need that time to fill ourselves up. And maybe it's something that we're having fun with, right? So it's like making sure that you communicate as a spouse as well and be like, hey, honey, I need this for, I need an hour every week that I'm just going to go do this. Or I need a few hours because I'm going to go hit the golf course um, on Saturday. Is that okay? And then how do we deal with the kids? Can we make sure that we plan that? And then how about, What do you need from me? What do you need me to support you to fill your cup back up? And I'll take the kids. Like have those open conversations. When you can do all of that, then you get the time set aside. You fill your cup and then you can come back and give everybody everything you desire to give them. That's what I tell people.
0: Yeah, no, and I love that because like looking back through my life again, I'm just like listening to what you're saying here. When I wasn't selfish and I thought I was doing all this stuff and giving and giving and giving, I almost had a nervous breakdown. I was irritable, I was cranky, and I was like, "Look at me, I'm doing all this stuff, and no one cares." Mm -hmm. And in reality, when I even do simple things, as take a walk, you'll see if you follow my stuff, I walk a lot, or I'll go like I just joined a boxing gym. Because I like boxing. Um, Going on events, my wife knows about once a quarter it's good for me to go on to to an event, whether it's business, whatever, because it gets me in a room with people that are going to level me up and make me get refocused. And it's just learning that. And I loved what you said about having that communication with your wife because a lot of times I think marriages are stuck because they don't communicate. They don't say, Hey, I need this time. Like my wife's told me a few times, Hey, I just need time to myself give me some space. And in Mm -hmm. the beginning, I was like, what are you mad at me? What did I do? But in reality, I wasn't thinking, Hey, this is just what she needs to recharge. And it's just one of those things. I think as you learn and grow, you need to just keep moving forward with it.
1: Well, just like all of us, we all do this because we all have history, right? Is we, we project our insecurities on whatever somebody does. So what we do is we write the story for them, but like the answers are there. Like you literally have that you have the teacher and the student right in front of you at all times. If you just ask them, hey, what are you doing that for? I just I'm, I'm curious to know. Oh, I'm doing it because I need to recharge. Dope. I love you for that. That's awesome. Like, let me support you in that right? Like get honest and get open. We just try to, we try to project so much on everybody else instead of just being clear and concise with people. Like, I don't know where honesty went out the door or just having open communications went out the door in society. But in, in my opinion, that's been a downfall for relationships because people are just trying to navigate and guess like, oh, what does she need? What, what does he need? What, what, is, what do they want? And you're like, dude, if you just asked, yep. they would tell you. Like, if you just literally ask them, they're going to tell you why, why would they hide it? Like you guys are in a relationship. Like if you're hiding it, there's bigger problems there. But if (laughs) you just get, if you get honest with them and be like, Hey, like, what are you doing that for? Hey, I would like to do this because of this. Just be open and honest and then make those negotiations work. But then nobody's guessing, nobody's projecting, nobody's writing the story for the other person. and And it allows you guys to have a happier relationship.
0: Yeah, when it, then you can build your life by design because you have the open communication. You have the ability to say, okay, cool, I need this, but then have the ability to come back and say, cool, I used to need that. Now I need this. And I think that's something sure. that, like I said, I've been married 21 years. We've been learning because in the beginning, you know, you're young, you just think you're in love and you're going to just do everything and it's just going to be rainbows and butterflies and it's really not. And if you don't have the communication, you're screwed. Yep. You're definitely well,
1: screwed. And- You know, this is a business podcast. So I want to sit here and let you guys know, like I even had this open conversation with my wife, my wife just last week. I was literally like, Hey babe, I have a lot of stuff on the horizon. I got some big things I'm doing by the end of this year. I love you. You know, that. But one of the things that holds me back is like, I want to stop doing work at like five o'clock at night or six o'clock at night, because I want to spend time with you. And that really makes it so like, I can't get as much stuff done. And she goes, you know what, babe, you know how much I support you and love you. Just go ahead and make sure that you do that. And then like, we'll come together and I'll be, I'll be honest with you if I need a little more attention from you, but go ahead and make sure that you're doing that double down on your business, start growing it, start building it the way you want to start putting the extra time in we had that conversation. I'm not kidding you guys. That was a real conversation we had last week. And for me, that freaking blew me open because then I was like, dope. Like now I'm sitting here just crushing like the last, you know, last week or so has been a whole different ballgame for me because I had that communication with her and it's helped me to actually, I mean, within this last week, just already made like probably like 12K just in like the last week from that. And I'm not saying that's a brag. I'm just saying that because that's what opened the door for me. Right is is the fact that I had that conversation with her and I was able to end up bring in, bringing in money because I was dedicated and I didn't have that story behind me that I was writing for myself that she wanted me to be done at five and to be spending time with her right so like that's that's the kind of freedom that you get when you have that open communication and it actually brought us closer together because now it's like hey babe I really love you and I know she's supporting me and she's like hey I love you how's your day going you crushing it like really cool stuff. So just being open about that is going to help you guys even change the game for your businesses.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I I totally love that. So and I'm just going to recap to make sure I'm not missing anything. We start out, don't be the martyr. Then we start out finding your passion that will lead to your purpose, have open communication with your wife, with your business partners, with people around you, tell people what you want, because people can't guess or think what you're thinking. So what would be Mm -hmm. the next step? If we're just going along this trail of starting to become the person we are life by design, what would be the next part that maybe we've missed or maybe we just haven't talked about yet?
1: Well, you know, after you get to that point, if you can sit there and discover purpose, um, that's great. But if you can't, the next thing that you need to do, and really this actually might go back to number one, but at this point in the progression out of it, just saying like, hey, we're, I actually like it where it's at. Okay, so my personal opinion, some people will say like, oh yeah, you should move this to number one. But really, what it is is find winning habits, right? And so this is something that's defined by you know how you wake up every morning, how many how many L's do you stack in your column, and how many W's do you stack in your column, right? Every single day. And so you know Bedros uh, is a friend of mine, and he's talked about this numerous times, and he calls it the domino effect, right? And he's got a he's got a domino with an L on it and a domino with a W on it, and your dominoes start as the alarm goes off. Now, are you knocking over an L domino? Are you knocking over a W domino? Are you hitting snooze? Are you getting up? Right? That's your first thing. That is your first thing. What are your habits? Because at the, at the, at the start of it, if you're hitting the L domino over, that's one L in the, in the column. All right, man, what's your next one? Well, I didn't really hold myself to the standard of waking up at, at, uh, at five in the morning. And now it comes time for breakfast. And uh, instead of like eggs and maybe some spinach, I'm going to probably have a bagel. You know, that sounds good. That sounds really good. I'm hungry this morning. And then, so that's another L in your L column, right? Now it's, it just starts stacking up. Well, I usually read in the morning, but maybe, maybe not today. I just, man, I'm not really feeling it. I'm going to go hop up on the computer. Now it's another L in your column. So just thinking about your habits and making sure that they're non-negotiables. And it doesn't, it is easier. I was thinking about this this morning. It is easier to stay in good habits than it is to break bad habits. Yep. So when you start to set up a structure for yourself that primes your mind, because this is the whole key for habits. It's, it's not like the habit is what, makes the day different. What the habit does is it programs your brain to react a certain way and to respond a certain way. That's why we build them. So when those neural connections make sense, because the habit triggers them to fire off in a certain way, you have a better consistent day and consistent progress. But when that habit fluctuates or you have, or you're chaotic and you have no habits and it's all sporadic, well, the neurons are all misfiring and you're just getting different results for everything. And so if people wonder why they have really crappy days. Well, tell me what you did this morning. how did you start your day? Did you wake up the same way you do every day? Did you put in good habits? Did you stick to your habits? Did you break any of your habits? And typically every time a crappy day happens or some wonky day happens in people's lives, it's because they're Habits went to crap. And so it's saying to everybody, your next step when you start to find your way out of this is start building good, solid habits to make your mind predictable so that it responds in a way that brings your day along with the goals that you have. And so for everybody out there, what do those habits look like? Are you getting up in the morning and, you know, and trust me, guys. Habits can also be very bad. You probably have programmed really bad habits. Like all my, all the listeners out there right now who wake up and flip the news on in the morning, I'm looking right at you because none of that is a good habit. There's not a single thing on there. That's going to help you prime your mind for a good day. That is going to cause anxiety, fear, scarcity, everything, because that's what the media is programmed to do. Now, Looking at your morning habits to set yourself off is the first key to that. And your last key is your evening habits because guess what they do? They set you up for your morning habits. So making sure that you're building strong habits day in the morning, day and night. And then when you bracket your day that way, it allows you to recalibrate. So say for instance, something unexpected did happen that day and you did stick to your habits and it kind of threw you off. Well, when you get into your evening habits, guess what? It recalibrates you and gets you to sleep well. Not only that, your habits in the evenings help you to sleep and recover better. For all my friends out there who say, I wake up groggy. Well, there's a lot of big reasons why that's happening. And one of those things is how you prep yourself in the evening. If you're not prepping yourself well in the evening, you're gonna be thrown off. I'll I'll give you an example for this too. Even for me, when I started, when, um, you know, my wife was gone, uh, this was just like maybe a month or so ago, my wife was gone in Costa Rica. And so I started to be like, hey, I'm going to have dinner and I'll sit down on the couch and watch an episode of like Seinfeld or something, right? Like, cause I like that kind of show. We don't watch that much TV, but I was like, I'll throw on an episode. Episode comes to two episodes. Okay, that's like, an, you know, what is that like an hour of shows? Yeah. And then I would go to sleep and I would wake up groggy. And I was like, man, what's going on? Well, I started to realize I was breaking my own habits. I was breaking my evening habits because my wife was gone. And I was thinking I was cool and I could do that, but my brain knew differently. So I woke up groggy and I was like, man, why am I waking up groggy? I didn't eat anything weird last night. I didn't do anything crazy. I didn't stay up super late. I'm waking up groggy. I don't want to get up when my alarm gets off. What the heck's going on? Well, the only thing I changed was literally watching TV. And that is something that I took out of my life quite a while ago in the evenings was to take out watching TV because I was like, it didn't make me a great person the next day. I wasn't receiving the things from the universe I wanted to receive. I wasn't getting uh, the, the output out of myself. So I took it out. And when I got back into it, even for a short period of time, just like, you know, a few days or a week, I noticed a difference. So bad habits have a way of reprogramming the brain back to old ways of doing things, which can then take you down to the same old stuff. That's causing you to wonder why your business isn't growing, why you're not doing well, why you're not sleeping well, all these other things. But if you can program solid, good habits in your mornings, in your evenings, then you can actually start to have really, really high powered days that are consistent. And they, when that consistency happens, that's when progress happens. So that's what I would say, you know, if we're going to go down this path and we're going to talk about where we're at and how we're trying to build our lives to be better and to try to get more output out of ourselves and optimization out of ourselves, we got to grow in a way that is consistent because if we're not consistent and we're sporadic, then you're going to get really big wins and you're going to have really bad losses. You know, it's, it's like, uh, investing in crypto, right? Mm -hmm. Um, what is it? Uh, day, what is it? Day dollar averaging. Is that, am I saying that right?
0: Um, I'm not dollar, a big
1: crypto person. Oh, dollar, dollar, dollar day averaging. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like people who put in like, you know, 50 bucks a day and they basically, it doesn't matter if the market goes up or down, it's always going to be like an upward trajectory because they're catching all the ups and down swings, Right. So you're going to have yeah. like this natural trajectory of upwards. So you're not really losing, but you're not gaining a ton either. Right. But you're doing do- dollar cost averaging, that's the yep. term, dollar cost averaging. So It's kind of like that, you know, if you can program your days, if you can program your life with good habits, you're going to have a dollar cost average of really, really good return, especially over time. And in that progress, you're going to start to create really good uh, consistency just in your life, but also in your mindset, you know. And that's the, that's the, that to me is, is probably one of the biggest things I've seen in my life since coming into the self-development world. I I do a lot of listening to Sean Stevenson's podcast, the model health show, and he's really big on health habits, right? And those are, you know, food habits. Those are big, those are huge. And so for me, I've seen the detrimental effect when just, when you get into a good space and then you make a slight change back to the old ways, it really does show.
0: No, no, I, I, I'm with you 100%. I'm just think about the different times, like when I get up and when I do my workout and I do my reading and I listen to the podcast when I'm going to my day job, It's great. When I get off of that, I start eating the bagels or I'll stop and get Chick-fil-A or I'll go and do the different things. And then the whole day will start to spiral. And I did like what you said about the the evening thing, too, because I think I hear a lot of people in this space talk about your morning routine, your morning routine. But they don't talk about the evening and preparing your mind and all the different subconscious stuff like I used to watch or listen to talk radio and all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm always mad. This is stupid. I stopped Mm -hmm. listening to talk radio. I'm not mad anymore. Like, I mean, I get mad every once in a while, but like, I don't get that angry, crazy, you know, yeah. stuff that normally happens. And it's funny. Like, I'm assuming you've read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I just started doing those little things. So for my listeners that maybe they're starting to make a change, do you just suggest they start with just one habit or a couple? Like, do they just rip the bandaid off and go hard or do they just start with one and build it? What's the best option there?
1: I'm not a fan of ripping it off and going hard that, you know, some people work really well with like cold Turkey, right? Some people have that really, really intestinal fortitude and mental strength that they can do a cold Turkey and they're perfectly fine. That's the way they operate, but that's not most people. Most people need to have, I'm not saying go soft on yourself. I would say at least grab a couple habits, but the hardest thing is not finding a couple habits. The hardest thing is making sure they're non-negotiables. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter if it's Saturday or Sunday. Like it is a non-negotiable. So that's the hardest thing. So even if you take one habit, I don't care if you want to take one habit. What I ask you to do is make whatever habit it is a non-negotiable. Because that is where you're gonna start to build strength. And that is where you're gonna start to build integrity with yourself. You know, this is why people end up having a struggle even transitioning or or creating what they wanna create because they have zero integrity with themselves. They don't believe who they are, they feel the, the imposter syndrome. Now, we all get it. Like when I started this path, I felt like an imposter too. But with the strength of habits and with understanding who I am and remembering my confidence in who I am, doing the research, getting the education, the self-education that is in the field, I started to be like, no, bro, I'm not a fraud and I'm not an imposter. And when you do that, you start to have that integrity with yourself. You start to believe in yourself. And then what follows is the strength in whatever it is your outcome is, whether it's a better better relationship, whether it's you know being in better shape, whether it's just feeling better, whether it's a business, like whatever it is, you end up finding strength in all of that. So yeah, making sure that you guys just are freaking consistent, man, like that is the hardest part. It is a non-negotiable. I don't waver on Saturday or Sunday. I really don't. And I was just at an event with Bedros Koulian and Wes Watson. And those dudes do not waver on Saturday or Sunday. Weekends aren't an excuse to break a habit. Weekends are just another day. And if your day, if your habit is, you know, getting up to do what is p- part of your habit, let's say, for instance, is to get up and once you work through a couple different things, you go do uh, some work, maybe hop on an email. Well, maybe you keep that, but maybe you only do it for like 30 minutes, you know, maybe that's it. And you're not doing it for, you know, three hours. So it's just making sure your habits become non-negotiables to you. So if it's one, it's one. If it's two, it's two, but it doesn't break. That's the hardest part. If you can just give me your effort in not breaking it, I promise you the returns will be super, super high. And remember, the moment, this is the thing too, is the moment you break those habits, even if you know, like, you're like, ah, it's Saturday, I get to sleep in, right? Till seven, like dope. Guess what? Your subconscious doesn't know that. What happens is your subconscious is like, bro, you just programmed me to be up at five every morning. This is part of our habit. We get up, we do this, we do that, we do this. Now you just change that. Guess what you just did? You just broke your habit. Now what does your subconscious say? Your subconscious says, well, dude, you have no integrity with your stuff today. So guess what? We're going to eat the bagel. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you, cra- I'm going to make you crave Chick-fil-A. Cool. I'm going to make you crave sitting down on the couch, drinking a beer cool. Like those are the things that end up getting put into your subconscious. So that integrity is important because your subconscious doesn't understand the negotiation of the prefrontal cortex. Your subconscious is operating off the instincts and habits you give it. And so when it doesn't understand that it's going to say, well, yeah, we broke our integrity. Yeah. I don't believe me either anymore. Yeah. I don't really trust my word. Yeah. I'm going to go do this. I'm not going to live up to that standard today. I think I'm going to have a really bad day today. Like the subconscious isn't going to play that game of saying like, yeah, bro, we're holding to a high standard because you didn't give it its cues. It's Mm -hmm. cues got thrown off. And so the other thing I want to back up for a second and and give people an example of a nightly habit, because you're right. Not a lot of people talk about that, but your nightly habits are important. One of the things that uh, people don't talk about is, you know, the subconscious is a million times more powerful than prefrontal cortex. Right. So Um, one of the things that people can do, well, first off, let's start with this, make sure you're turning off your phone 30 minutes, at least before you're going to bed. Like you're not getting screen time, 30 minutes. You shouldn't be watching TV. You shouldn't be doing that. And it's not just because the blue light people think it's because the blue light, you can shut that off nowadays. They have blue blockers. What it is, is what's going into your brain. Mm -hmm. Right? So just think about this. The last thing you read, the last thing you're watching is what you're actually sleeping for eight hours on bro. Most people, eight hours, right? Six hours, even six hours. You're sleeping. Not only are you sleeping on that, you're sleeping on it with a million times more powerful computer than the one that you use when you're awake. So guess what that processing system is doing? It's using all of that bandwidth to process whatever crap information you shoved in it. And then you wonder why you wake up pissed off. Right. Because, oh, I just watched the news before I go to bed. Well, I'll tell you right now, you watched the news that then got put into your million times powerful processing system and you slept on that for six hours. That's why you're pissed off. Right. But one of the things that we can do is shut the stuff off 30 minutes before you go to bed, pick up a book, read something that's mildly, um, I would say mildly intellectual, nothing like super crazy. You don't want to go super high in depth. Um, and then the other thing is if you can, or if you would like to make it part of your routine journaling in the evening to get stuff out of your head that happened through the day is very helpful because then you won't sleep on anything that may have bothered you. You won't sleep on something that just might not, it might just be irrelevant. And then the last thing is, if you really want to get cool with your sleep habit, ask yourself a question that you would like answered in your life. And if you ask yourself that question, as you're falling asleep, guess what you just gave your million times more powerful processing system. So when people had these random epiphanies in their lives, it's not really a random epiphany, your brain actually already solved it. It's just your consciousness wasn't aware.
0: That's good. That's really good. Like, cause I've heard a lot of people talk about not re- or not having to screen time beforehand and all, but they don't always go to the next step of programming your mind. Like I've done some affirmations on, you know, I am this or I am that when I go to sleep, just just try to get my mind to think about that. Um, I loved what you said about stacking wins throughout the day and setting non-negotiables because like in my sales job, in my sales career, which I've won a bunch of awards, consistency and making calls, follow-up and doing all that. been the reason why i've done it it's not that i'm the best or the greatest i just kept showing up and it's the same Mm -hmm. thing with life and i think if people can get the power of consistency the sky's the limit there like a hundred percent
1: oh yeah absolutely i mean when we when i think about like where i was in special operations we weren't elite because we were just like cool dudes or because we were in shape or because you know we passed some really hard training We were elite because of consistency. We were out working the fundamentals every single day. I mean, for hours and hours into the night, we didn't have weekends. It was consistency that bred eliteness in the fundamentals. And when the fundamentals are strong, and this is what I'm a huge proponent of, when we can build a strong foundation, that's when we can get complex. You want to be able to have a good online business and have your funnels and your email sequences and all this fancy stuff. You can't get complex if your foundation sucks. If you don't know what the base product is of how your business operates, if it's not good, then you, you getting complex is not going to drive more business for you. It's not going to drive more signups. You have to get the fundamentals good. And that's what consistency does. So for all of us out there, for all of us, that non-negotiable consistency in our habits is what reaps benefits in our lives and allows us to get more complex with the things that we want to handle in our lives. That's where we really, really make headway in progress.
0: No, I love that. I I like that a lot. I I am a huge component of that. And you had mentioned time blocking and doing things in set processes, which I mean, it just works for me. So I, I'm with you there. Let's shift gears a little bit because we can keep going down this road for a while, but I want to yeah. make sure we get to your events and stuff like that. Because I know, like I mentioned earlier, the power of me and just getting into a room of a business event or whatever. But what you do is unique. You get men together. And I know they do a bunch of crazy, wild, cool things because I saw the videos, but I'm sure we do. they do a lot more. So tell us a bit more about the event and how it helps men bond. Because I think for thousands of years, Men learn by doing things together, not just from listening in a class.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so again, one of the things when I was in the military and when I was serving overseas, one of the things I noticed was that men bond in two ways. And we, we, we gain very strong bonds in two ways. One is extreme trauma and one is extreme excitement. If you can fill one of those two voids, you can create brothers anywhere. So instead of putting guys through extreme trauma, I decided I want to put them through extreme fun. So what we do at the events is I put guys in a very masculine environment. It's outdoors. Um, We have one coming up in Alaska. That's in Kodiak, Alaska. There's a lot of fishing. There's off-roading. We're flying in boat planes. We're hiking. um, All that's happening. So it's a really fun masculine container. But then underlying in all of that we're having conversations, real conversations about life. We're not talking about titties and football. We're talking about how guys are going on in life. What are they struggling with? Where are their wins? How's their family life? What are they feeling like? Like, how's their relationship? We're actually getting into real conversations. And I do that through a lot of different prompts. Um, and on top of that, uh, well, the one in Corpus Christi, we do this. i, I, I Working out the one in Kodiak. I don't know if we'll have access to it, but we also do some biohacking. We put in fire and ice. So guys get to have ice baths Mm -hmm. and sauna as well to help biohack themselves and to help them feel great while they're there, you know, help them spike their own um, optimization in their body. So we do that as well. And, you know, it's really giving guys the ability to connect because in a container where it's masculine, guys feel safe to be there, number one. And then when they see their brothers opening up, they feel some of these guys have never shared something intimate in front of a group of men. Mm-hmm. And just by doing that, just by doing that one little thing, these guys go back home as just new men. Like they change. And I've had messages from wives about this because of the fact that this gives them the place to do that. And so I want guys to feel safe. So I give them something fun to do. Plus it's fun for me to get to do that with them. It's, I love bonding with guys in those environments. We do hatchet throwing. We do, um, you know, in my one in Corpus Christi, we do a lot of shooting, which is fun. We don't, we don't need guys to have experience. We bring them out there. We shoot out of helicopters and moving cars and we get them on a sniper tower and do all kinds of fun stuff there. And then, we do a lot of fun things in the evening. We freaking play cornhole and have a cigar and talk, you know, talk to each other and really have conversations and bond. And that's where you create brotherhood, you know? And the other thing is, is it's all inclusive because uh, number one, I'm, I'm a guy too, guys. I don't like going somewhere. And then I have to think about pulling out my wall. Like, I hate that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wish I could just pay one thing and it's all taken care of. So I was like, bro, if that's what I like, that's what I want to give dudes. Yep. So it's an all inclusive type of event. So literally I take everything out of the way for the guys to just be present and to just connect. And then I give them the tools to really, really bond together because I'm asking them questions they've never been asked before. I'm asking them questions that they've never answered before in front of other men. I'm asking them things that are really prompting us To support one another. And that's part of it too. We leave there with a group of brothers who all support one another. And you can ask them anytime after the event. And most of these guys are going to be there being like, yeah, what do you need, Joe? I got you, man. Oh, you need some help with business. I got you, man. Let's hop on a call. Like that's the kind of relationships that you create. And for me, that's what's unique about it. People don't offer something like this. There's nobody in the men's space that does what I do. There's nobody in the men's space with the experience that I have and bring it into an environment like this because that to me is what's special. And that is something that I pride myself on because I don't want to deliver a crap product to people. I want guys to you know, spend their money to come there and feel good about everything that they did and feel good about the man that they left as, because I also want them to change from who they came in as to who they leave as. So that's, that's really it, brother. And I appreciate you letting me talk about that.
0: Oh, I love it. I do. I love it. Um, In fact, and we're not done, but can you tell people where they can find that? Because it might be a guy listening saying, Hey, I want to do that. Or maybe his wife is listening saying, Hey, I want to send someone. So how can people contact you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Best place is Well, you can hit me up on Instagram at Johnny and that's E L S A S S E R. Um, or you can head over to my website, which is Johnny The events are on there. You can fill out the form. Um, you know, and that's one of the things is I'm, I only want guys like that are serious about coming to be part of it. Cause it's, it, it, it's, you know, it's not, it's just, you get guys that, that sit there and want to reach out and you're like, dude, but you're not serious about changing right now. So like, you know, be serious about changing. So if you're gonna go fill out the form, be serious about changing, be serious about putting yourself in a position to open up with other men. To really connect with them and create a brotherhood that's what we want and those are the guys that i want there but you can reach me there you can fill out the form you can put get put on the wait list for um either of the events the kodiak event or the corpus christi event we still have a few slots available for november in corpus christi and then we still have a few slots for august which is august 2nd to the 7th and that's the kodiak one we've got a few slots still available
0: now that's awesome dude that is awesome it's, it's actually on my list eventually we've already talked Mine's going to be hopefully next year, but yeah, yeah, I love that. And it's funny because like women have this part better than us. They'll get mm-hmm. together. They'll talk, they'll interact, they'll open up their feelings. And then us guys are like, Oh, we don't want to, but we need to. Cause I think connection mm-hmm. and brotherhood is so important. Like in mm-hmm. my life, I, I realize it's like, and it's funny that I have to travel sometimes to go, like I would go into George's events, go to, drinks to be around people that I can feel connected with. But I think this is key. So again, if you know of anyone that needs to do this or ladies, you have a husband that needs to do this, sign them up, sign them yeah. up
1: for sure. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And and women do. They, I mean, it's okay for them to open up. You know, that's, it's been, it's been conditioned that women have that it, they're allowed to do that. And men, and men aren't. So men have been conditioned at some age, you know, I try, I'm still trying to figure out what age it is that one, we're supposed to know everything. And two, we're, uh, and if we don't know everything, then we're less than the other guys around us. And then three, you know, we have to just talk football and women and stuff like that. And you're like, dude, there is so much more to life. When you start yeah. to hear these guys open up, man, and you start to see who they really are. You're like, dude, this dude, yeah, he's jacked. And he looks like a freaking beast, but he's got like the biggest heart in the world. And you start to see that in these guys. And it's just really beautiful, man. And, and when other men see that, it gives them permission to be supportive and empathetic to the other men in their life as well, you know, and that's, that's the cool thing about it. So women do have that down and and it's amazing that they do. And when guys get to that point to understanding how important that really is for their life as well, they see why women have such really great connections with their sisters and why they're able to really bond deeply and, and have real conversations about life and be able to get stuff off their chest and not have to, Harbor a ton of resentment and stuff. And we, as men carry a lot of that crap around because we just refuse to talk about stuff. And not only that, the last thing is when you talk about stuff, guys, you're able to allow maybe a man out there who's struggling to realize he's not alone, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, that to me is, is incredibly important. That's even really the basis of my podcast is the fact that I just want guys to know that in all their struggles, they're not alone. And the high, high, high likelihood is there is another man in your circle, in your immediate circle. It's probably going through the same thing you are. You guys just never talked about it. So being able to open up about that stuff, you know, it's, it's cathartic, bro. It's, it's just so powerful.
0: Yeah, no. And I I love it. Like, yeah, I think it's just because like growing up in the Midwest, again, we could have two emotions you can be funny or you can be angry that was it like you weren't allowed to do other stuff and now getting into like breath work and different stuff like at the event like crying in front of people was something i would never do and then i ended up just starts tears coming and i think it's hard for men to open up but they need it like i know i need it and if i need it Mm -hmm. then other men will need that type of thing too to you know be i guess for lack of better words able to open up with their emotions
1: yeah, every every guy needs that. Any guy that says he doesn't need that's a freaking liar. lying is his own himself and everybody else's face. Every guy needs that. It's 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 what, you know, when we're able to do that. There's so much trauma inside of all of us. And I say trauma and this is where men get a little thrown off too. I say trauma not as like, "Oh, everybody's life is so rough and hard." No, man, like if you had a silver spoon in your mouth, if you had a paper cut, and your brain that was the worst thing that happened to you if your brain registers that as trauma that's trauma it doesn't yep. matter and it's and it's equal to the person who was sexually molested you know the brain the way our subconscious see that, like our prefrontal cortex creates the cognition creates creates gradation but our subconscious there's no gradation whatever is impactful to us whatever's traumatic to us is traumatic to us mm-hmm. it doesn't matter and so for all of us man it's like yeah there's emotions deep emotions stored up in our in our midbrain in the unconscious and even in the consciousness we have stuff stored in all of that, if we're not willing to open up about it and dive into the emotions that we're feeling from that stuff, they're going to come out in very sporadic ways and very toxic ways. And when that happens, that's when we end up having bad relationships. That's when we take things out on people that we don't mean to. That's when we start to act like a you know piece of crap and go down dark paths of getting into alcohol and drugs and whatever other vice guys want to get into porn, sex, whatever it is. But we, do, we go down those paths, typically because the fact that we have something stored in us, we have we've been refusing to talk about, or we've been refusing to let out that stuff is important. And the other thing is, you know, everybody says like, everybody's like, Oh yeah, guys, you can cry. Yeah, we get it. And you know, guys can cry. We all have tear ducts, you know, that's not just the only emotion we have. Yeah. Like that's the thing that gets me. You all guess what guys, you can also be happy. You're entitled to that. You can laugh. You can have joy. You can, be playful. Those are all things that are emotions that you have the ability to do. It's not just about all the sad emotions, man. It's, it's about the good emotions too. It's a balance of both of them. And so just remembering when we say guys can have emotions, guys can have every emotion guys can do, can do that. You are entitled to that. And we all know you have them in you. You just, you you need to let them out. You need to give yourself permission to let them out. So when I hear that stuff, man, it, it really like it, it makes me sad that guys have been so protected. And I have too, I've been protected my whole life of emotions. So I'm not devoid of that, but I've seen so many guys protect their emotions so much that they create really volatile home environments. And they're, you know, I, they might be great guys out when we're having dinner or something together. And then you go home and they're yelling at their kids or like, and, and they're like treating their wives like crap. And you're like, bro, like, I know you're not that guy. What's going on, man. You Okay. And it's just because he hasn't talked about stuff that's gone on in his life. You know, he hasn't talked about the things that may have happened to him when he was younger that he holds. He hasn't talked about the emotions that he had when whatever was done to him was done to him. And so, you know, for all the guys out there, and obviously you women are much better at this, but for all the guys out there, you know, open up to your brothers, talk to somebody you trust. Like if there's somebody like, if I know Joe and and I know Joe can hold space really well, and he's got a very big heart I'd be like, Hey bro, can I share something with you? And Joe's a guy that I could go to and do that. And so if you know a guy like that, try it out, try it out with somebody who you know is really close, who can hold space, who's not going to judge you and give yourself permission to just share something little with him. And when you do that, when it's like flexing a muscle, when you let a little one out Mm -hmm. and it's, and it's okay, you're like, Oh, I can do that. Well, let me let another one out. And then let me let another one out. And then all of a sudden you find yourself talking about shitting in in front of a big audience. Right. And then like, that's how I found myself. I was like, some of the stuff I talk about now on podcasts and in front of audiences now, it, it isn't something I would have ever talked about three, four years ago. Like, it's just like, holy crap. So when you start flexing that muscle more, the easier it gets and the more you can just get off your chest. The more you can let out, the more you can connect with the little boy inside, the more you can connect with the man inside who you actually want to be, not the man who everybody expects you to be. That's what emotions allow us to do. And so when we can do that, man, we can actually find a whole different level to who we are. We can find something special with inside of us. We can, we can create deeper bonds, not only with the people in our lives, but with ourselves. Because remember, like I said, you got to be selfish. Mm-hmm. So if you want to give back to yourself, you also got to connect with yourself. You want to give to everybody else. You need to give to you. You got to give to the boy and the man inside. So he knows they both know that you see them, that you recognize them, that you know, there's something more for you in this life. When you do that, then you can give back to the rest of the world. So that's man, emotions. They can connect us with all that stuff.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. And you're free. You feel so much better than when you're mm-hmm. holding it in and all like, just, ah, no, I, I love it. I, I totally love it. So we've talked about a lot of stuff, Johnny. What have we missed? Anything else that that we like going down this whole path that we've talked about habits, we talked about emotions, we talked about open, honest conversation. We've talked about a bunch of different things. Is there any other piece that we're missing?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, i'll I'll give two ones really quick, and I'll give. The first one, because I want to give this because this is a business podcast where you're trying to help people up level themselves to grow a life that you know, they desire based on their terms and having freedom. And so I'll let everybody know, like if you're especially for guys, but obviously women as well, but if you're thinking about something that you want to do, that you want to step into that's going to create financial freedom for you, don't be scared to do it. Like just, just say, ask yourself, why not? because guess what? There's somebody out there that, you know, I hate to say it probably isn't even half as skilled as you that's Mm -hmm. doing it and making a lot more money. And so the only thing that's holding you back is your own limitations. So give yourself the permission to just go do it. You think I knew how to be an entrepreneur? I'm, I still learn every day. I go to those, I go to rooms just like you, Joe, I go to rooms and I get in there and I feel like an infant and everybody's like looking at me like this, this bro was special operations. This bro's seen war, he's fought terrorists, all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm a little baby in diapers right now when it comes to freaking business. So you guys are teaching me stuff. So don't be afraid to be humble and don't be afraid to put yourself in an uncomfortable position to learn something new. You really want to have financial freedom. You want to create something you want to create wealth in your life. Then don't be scared to do it, man. Like that hesitation is going to make you prolong whatever struggle you're going through. So just Listen to shows like this, like Joe's show, and and freaking gain the tools that can help you thrive in life and help you thrive in a business venture that you're looking at doing. So that's the first thing I would say. And then the second thing I would say is start to find your own authenticity. Um, A lot of what causes struggle in our lives is because we're trying to live to a standard that we never defined for ourselves, but somebody else defined for us. And typically that's society and typically that's our parents or people we looked up to growing up. They wrote the standard for us and we've tried to live up to it. And what happens is that it creates inauthenticity and inauthenticity creates dissatisfaction. It creates struggle. It creates sadness and depression, and it creates unfulfillment. So if you are looking at your life and you've never taken the time to evaluate what's important to you as a woman or a man, What are the values that you want to hold? Not what other people hold, but that you want to hold. If you haven't sat down and written those out and defined those for yourself, I really implore you to get get 15 minutes on your schedule and just do that. Look into you. Look into your soul. Look into your heart and be like, what makes me happy, man? Like, really, like, what makes me happy? And if that's like, hey, I want to get out and run a a million-dollar cosmetic line, do it. Yep. Do it. Yep. Like, if it's like, hey, I want to get out and be a, a, an obstacle course racer, get out and do it. Like it's, it just takes action, but it takes action with your own authenticity. And if you're authentic in it, that becomes your driving force. You won't miss a day waking up and training. You won't miss a day trying to start that business because you're going to be like, no, man, like I feel great about this. So get authentic with yourself. When you do that, you can find happiness.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Johnny, for being on the show. I appreciate you and all the value you've brought, my friend.
1: Yeah, thank you, brother.
0: And for all of you listening, you know someone that needs to hear this episode. So please share it. Don't just put it on Facebook and share it out. Send it directly to them and tell them why they should listen to the episode. Until next time, be selfish, be authentic, and do things that make you happy. Thank you for listening to the 150K Podcast. Remember, your dreams become reality when you take action on them. Feel free to reach out with any questions on Instagram at 150K Podcast. And until next time, keep pushing. You're worth it.